Today on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, we come close to the conclusion of this theme, this thrust of Dr. Paul Levine in a message he preached in 1981. He was speaking to a group of young people, and thankfully, we're very thankful that we have this recording to share with you today. Throughout this week, we've been talking about this theme of friends. If you've missed previous broadcasts, you can find it on the Bible Tract Echoes podcast. You can find that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you listen to podcasts, look up Bible Tract Echoes, and you'll find everything from this week. It gives you a good continuation and understanding of this very topic of friends. You see, the Bible says in 2 Samuel 13 that Amnon had a friend. That friend's name was Jonadab, and he led his quote-unquote friend Amnon astray with foolish and wicked advice. Dr. Paul, in just a moment, is going to give to us his heart's plea and an intense delivery of a message talking about this very topic of friends. I ask you, if you would, to open your ears and soften your hearts, whether young, middle-aged, or older, listen very carefully to this topic and be willing to do an internal audit of your friends. Preach on, Dr. Paul. This so-called friend of his, young people, taught him, get this, taught him to disregard the consequences of his sin. Never one time did old Jonadab say, now, Amnon, you better think twice about what you're thinking about. And you better get these dirty, stinking, rotten thoughts out of your mind. Now, this hadn't just wasn't a spur of the moment. This has been going on for a while in his mind. You think about things long enough and you get to the place where you can't, can't hardly keep from doing them. You say, I can't help what I think. Then you can't help what you do because you do what you think. And he'd been dreaming of having this half-sister. And he'd been thinking about it and thinking about it. And never one time did Jonadab say, look, I'm your friend. And faithful are the wounds of a friend. And I'm going to wound you by telling you, you better not do what you're thinking about. You're going to wreck your future. You're going to lose your purity. You're going to rob her of her purity. You're going to blast her future, your future. You're going to bring the judgment of God on you. And boy, you better look out when David the king finds out about it. And you better be. She's got a brother by the name of Absalom. He's kind of a wild guy. His, his mother was a, was a girl that David went over uh, west of Jordan and, and in a, perhaps a, a raid that he shouldn't have made, grabbed the girl, brought her back. And this guy Absalom, is, is, uh, it, 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 it was his son by this girl. And she was a Bedouin and he was a wild young man, boy. And John Dad said, you better watch out if Absalom, this wild son of David, if he finds out about this, he'll have to cut your throat. Now, did Jonadab ever warn him about the consequences of his sin? No, sir. He said, just, just go ahead. You just pull this little scheme and everything will work out all right. And it won't work all right because the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And be not deceived. God is not mocked. You can't make a monkey out of God. If you can sin and get by with it, God is a joke. God is no joke. If you can sin with a girl and get by with it, or with a boy and get by with it, and you can lie to your parents, and you can break the law, and you can live and do your own thing, and like the humanist crowd tells you now, there is no right, there is no wrong, there is no Bible, there is no God, there is no heaven, there is no hell. Do what you want to do. You listen to that crowd? I'm your friend. I'll warn you. 
you're going to be in trouble. But he didn't warn him. No. No, a true friend would have said, you better not do this. Now look, Amnon ruined himself. He lost his virginity, his purity. The girl was robbed of hers. He's unclean now. He's got a guilty conscience. He's got a defiled memory. She stumbles out of that room, ashes on her head, hand on her head, ripping that garment indicating she was a virgin, and the Bible says she cried. You know what she found out? She found out that he didn't love her at all. There's lots of girls that have found that out. You know, a guy will talk a girl into sinning with him on the pretense that he loves her, and after he gets what he wants, he drops her. And stupid girls think. Now listen to me, girls. I want enough to be your grandpa. You listen to me a minute. Girls think the only way I can hang on to my boyfriend is to give in to him. Listen, if you've got to give in to a boy to hang on to him, he's not worth hanging on to. And the quicker you get rid of him and tell him to schedule the better. He got what he wanted. And he dropped her. Her brother finds out. He becomes a murderer. Family trouble, family sorrow. And then Amnon gets hacked to death in a brutal murder. What in the world brought all this on anyhow? Listening to the wrong folks. You're listening to somebody, aren't you? If you're not listening to the God, you're listening to the devil. And if you're not listening to your parents, you're listening to your friends. And if you don't listen to your pastor, you're listening to your friends. And if you don't listen to your youth leader, you listen to your friends. And folks that come here to this very ranch and refuse to listen to the same kind of preaching you, you hear here and have gone right home and gone to the devil. That doesn't happen very often, but it has happened. It happened in any camp in the country because there are some people will not listen. You cannot help them. They're going to go to the devil no matter what you do, no matter how you try, no matter what you say. They're not going to listen to you. They're going to listen to the wrong crowd. Last year, there's a girl stood right here and said this to me. And she was crying. She said, my older brother got me on drugs. She listened to her brother. Now, she had gone to the pastor and listened to him. Instead, or listen to God. Listen, if she'd have listened to first to First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. If she'd have listened, keep thyself pure, flee youthful lust. If she'd have listened to God, it never happened. But she listened to her older brother. Now listen. He got her on drugs, then she got her younger brother on drugs. And as she was standing there telling me about it and crying, she says, now my younger brother, whom I got on drugs, he listened to me. I listened to my older brother. My kid brother listened to me. Now he's on drugs. And right now, she said, he's in jail, charged with murder. Yeah, you listen to that drug-pushing crowd. If you haven't got any born brains in that, but wait till you blow your brain out on some LSD or something. Just wait. You're saying, man, I wish I'd have listened to the preaching I heard at camp. I heard my pastor. This is, last year, there was a fellow here who was an athlete. He was a runner. He went to a Christian school only two weeks. Who is it that advises kids to 
leave the, the Christian school. Usually, it's some other kids. We got two boys at home. One of them is a preacher's boy. They were in a Christian school, but they got their heads together and they quit. Why? Because they wanted to play basketball in the state school. Listen, I like sports, but no basketball or baseball or anything else worth going to hell over and wrecking your life over. But they quit the Christian school so they could play basketball and one of them hadn't been out as soon as he could do so, as soon as he got out from the Christian school, he let his hair grow long, grew a great big beard, and the last I heard about him was that now he's drinking whiskey. Who do you suppose asked him to leave that Christian school? Wasn't the pastor. Wasn't the headmaster. Some friend. Some friends. All right, this athlete. He was in a Christian school only two weeks. Yet there's a coach in the state school who was an atheist. The coach got together with the parents and advised this young man to quit the Christian school and come back to the state school. He told me this himself right up here on the platform. He said, I did. And what, what he didn't say was he listened to the atheist coach. Preacher, don't preach to me. Mom, dad, don't preach to me. Hey, atheist coach, you got any good advice for me? Yeah, quit school. I'll listen to you. Good advice. Thank you, sir. You're an idiot if you do that. So he told me, he said, I dropped out of the Christian school, went back to my so-called friends, and went right back into sin. That's the way it works. Last year, there was a, there was a fellow who was in a Christian school. He told me this himself. Didn't have any backbone. Didn't have any holy courage. Couldn't stand alone. Had to listen to everybody else. Had to go their way, do what they did. He told me, he said, as soon as summer vacation came, as long as he went to the school, he had to obey the rules. No drinking, no smoking, and no trotting off to the movies and stuff like that. But as soon as vacation time came, he went back to his so-called friends. He had no backbone. His friends led him right back into sin, right back to the cigarettes, and right back to the drugs. He told me this himself. This is evangelist Mike McCurry again, and we are closing out this week of broadcasts and this topic of friends, but some of you may have realized that this was not quite the end of the message on Friends by Dr. Paul Levine. And that's why we are offering, in an exclusive nature, on the Bible Tract Echoes podcast for you to listen to the last eight or nine minutes of this specific broadcast. You're going to want to hear the final plea that Dr. Paul makes. It was just a little bit too long to fit into this week of broadcast, and we have a new topic to get to in the coming week. And so I'd like to ask you, if you would, the only place you'll be able to find it is on the Bible Tract Echoes podcast. Please, if you would, avail yourself of that opportunity. I hope, as I have been, I listened to this entire message before bringing it to you. I hope you'll realize the care the love, the compassion that Dr. Paul, even though he graduated over to eternity in 1996, the evident care that he has for you. When he preached that message back in 1981, he may have never realized that it would be brought before many people via the medium of radio all the way now, 40-something years later. 
But can I tell you, what he said back then is still true today. Let's be careful of our friends. May I, please, call you friend? May I ask you, friend, to visit our website, BibleTracksInc.org. One of the best things a friend can do is encourage and exhort their friends to share the gospel. And that's what our ministry is all about. So, friend, do this. Visit BibleTracksInc.org. Get your very own sample packet of our gospel tracks today. As the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. Let's do more for the cause of Christ and the gospel's sake today. And if you would, listen to the very last few minutes of this message from Dr. Paul on the Bible Tract Echoes podcast. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.